Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. And welcome to the show, Fast Food and Our Body. Thank you for joining me. Well, good morning. Thank you for joining me this fine Saturday. It is a little cold uh, this morning here in southern Ontario, Canada. And we have some snow in the air. Uh, We got through that ice storm that we had in the uh, middle of the week. And that that happened over uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night into Thursday. And this is probably going to be the last of the uh, cold that is pushing through here. Uh, Right now it's like, oh, I don't know, minus 10. But it gradually is going to start slowly warming up throughout the day. And that's so that's good. Not far long before spring is going to be here. So really looking forward to that. So I hope you had a good week. I hope your weekend is is uh, going to be good. So um, yeah. So when it comes to um, fast foods, you know when we get into um, eating at McDonald's and and Wendy's and Burger King and other um, other fast foods that we like to get those carbs in there quickly, you know, because we're hungry and we hadn't had much to eat that day. We want something really quick, and um, you know, or you're or you're or you're rushing home and and you say, oh, does everybody want McDonald's for dinner today? So you're going through the drive-through, and uh, we go into you know the closest burger joint down the street. We go through that drive-through, and uh, we and like we like we we seem to like all the options. That's you know that are there, but there's a definite downside. In order to serve up food so quickly, cheaply, and consistently, many fast food restaurants focus on process and efficiency instead of serving quality, nutritious foods. Now, such as, you know, burgers, french fries, and breakfast sandwiches become the centerpiece of your diet that could take serious toll 
on your health. And the unhealthy diets increase your chances of developing depression, cancer, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and other chronic conditions. Now, I'm guilty. We all are, every single one of us. And, um, there, there, I mean, there, there were times, you know, when I, when I used to be, um, um, over the road, um, I would get home late and, you know, like I said, I haven't had really much that day. I got to get something in me, you know, there, there were times I was, I was getting home, you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night. And, you know, the burger joints are open. I said, no, I need something really quick. And pull through the drive-thru. Stop at McDonald's. Get that Big Mac and fries and a Coke. And hurry home and scoff it down. So when we're looking at what is what's considered fast foods, when, and and you know during the 1940s and 1950s, and today it becomes such a staple of culture that as many as one in three Americans eat fast food every single day, probably Canadians too. And you know, fast food, when you see it, it's highly processed, mass, mass produced food that is prepared quickly, usually on a grill, in a fryer or in a microwave. Fast food restaurants follow very specific preparation methods to make sure uh, that the uh, crispy, greasy fries you expect every time. And of course, we know McDonald's French fries and they probably just the best French fries out there in any fast food chain. Right, so why is fast food bad for you? Different foods can take and can have an effect on everyone in different ways. But here are just some of the things that frequently eating fast food might do to your body. Raise your blood pressure. So these fast foods are packed with sodium, which act as a preservative and enhances taste. Everything that's processed, packaged, or boxed is going to have sodium. The problem is high sodium diets are known to increase blood pressure, which puts stress on your cardiovascular system. And over time, blood pressure can, can stiffen and narrow your blood vessels, becoming a major uh, risk, uh, risk factor for heart attack, stroke, and heart failure. And ideally, most adults should try to keep their salt intake under 1,500 milligrams per day, according to the American Heart Association. This is currently recommendations to allow up to 2,300 milligrams daily because sodium is so prevalent in their diets, and it can add up really quick. Oh, Mike is on a show here asking me, what, what am I hauling? We haul general freight. It's what we haul. 
Now, for some some examples, you know, like that that uh, bacon cheese bacon uh, bacon cheeseburger. And with that, you can closely, you know, get fifteen hundred milligrams of sodium. See, I was looking at. Um, um, I was, I was, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, oh, one thing that I, this is the one thing that I, that I, I started to do. And, um, I've been doing it for a while and I thought, well, other ways of, you know, changing my diet, you know, a little, little bits here and there, stuff like that. I started with the SOS diet no salt no oil no sugar and if i do you know and if i do use any salt like if i'm you know if i'm gonna make pasta and like that i put a sprinkle of salt in the water boiling the water making my pasta And after that, I don't add, I don't add any salt. I'll put pepper, whatever, or other spices or anything else like that. One thing, other things about um, fast foods, and it leaves you bloated. Um, no, uh, yeah, Mike, no, I'm, I'm a home daily, um, truck driver. <clears throat> I don't cross the border. I haven't crossed the border in, in many, many years. So getting back here to the fast food, leaving you bloated. So, you know, foods that are high in sodium, high in fat. Heavy with ref, uh, refined carbohydrates, such as bread, buns, or breading, can you, can uh, leave you feeling bloated. And if you add soda to your meal, the carbonation can make it worse. And bloating should be temporary, but it could cramp your style if you're wearing pants that are tighter in the waist. Or if you're trying to uh, get the rings off your fingers, and it drives up your cholesterol. Foods that are fried in oils and high in fat, and that includes saturated fats. Eating too much saturated fats can drive up your um, your LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, which puts you at risk of heart disease. The American Heart Association recommends that no more than 6% of your daily calories uh, come from saturated fats. If you eat 2,000 calories a day, that's about 13 grams. Or the amount that is in, 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 in one bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich. 
and also the, these these fast foods they uh, contribute to uh, digestive problems, bagels, muffins, anything breaded. They're all processed carbohydrates and the lack of fiber. Adequate amounts of fiber, 25 to 35 grams a day, helps keep things moving in your digestive tract. It lowers your risk of, of uh, other conditions associated with straining or, or constipation, such as hemorrhoids and, and hernias. Dietary fibers also keep your, your, your good gut bacteria flourish and keeps you feeling full. If you, if, if you rely heavily on fast food, you struggle to get the record amount, for an example, a coffee shop, blueberry muffin will, would, uh, would give you nearly 20% of your daily carbohydrate needs, but only a gram or two of fiber. And then we thought, then we talk about weight gain. Now, if you're going through the drive-thru and you grab a value meal for dinner, chances you'll end up eating a bigger portion and higher calorie foods than you would if you're cooking at home. The extra pounds. So these refined, these, these refined carbs, you know, with all these all these added sugars, it's going to be turned in, into fat. Your body's just going to store it. And you're going to start to gain weight. And there's what I talked about. And there's the sugar factor. Sugar is a major culprit in the obesity epidemic. And it hides in a lot of our foods, including drinks and sauces. And guess how much sugar is in, in your morning calf? cafe or mocha up to 25 grams or in that uh, vanilla milkshake more than 80 grams and if you make it a large it's nearly 20 uh, it's nearly 20 teaspoons of sugar I have sugar in my coffee. I have one sugar in my coffee because I don't like drinking coffee um, black. I, you know, you know, of course, and, and with and with some cream. I don't like. I like coffee, but I don't like bitterness of coffee. So it's got to. I put one sugar in it. Well, if I if I have tea, I drink my tea black. I have no sugar in my tea. And it's draining your energy, you know, a quick hit of refined carbs and sugar causes a spike in your blood sugar, which prompts your body to produce a surge of insulin to quickly bring it down. And the spike and crack, uh, the spike and crash cycle can leave you feeling tired and cranky. I felt that way. I probably, I've probably felt that way. A balanced meal with protein, healthy fats, Fiber-rich carbohydrates takes longer for your body to digest and absorb. This slows the release of sugar into your bloodstream so you get sustained energy without a crash. 
and how it affects your mood as well. So when you eat a, a diet that's high in saturated fat, sodium, sugar, and refined carbs, you're getting too much of these things, but you're also missing out on a lot of other important nutrients, fruits and vegetables. And beyond the iceberg lettuce and tomato slices that come with fast food, sandwiches are rich with vitamins, minerals, and um, um, antioxidants that nourish your body and improve your mood. And eating a lot of processed foods can even uh, increase your risk um, for depression as well. I have cut out a lot of the refined processed foods in my diet. I can walk into a coffee shop and all those donuts out on display, it doesn't even phase me. took me a while to get over it you know it's it's like <clears throat> I mean it's like trying to quit smoking you get those cravings when you stop buying that stuff you you, you obviously you, you're craving it you want it it's like it's like cigarettes you crave it you want it it took me a while it really did And, and, and your, your candy bars, your chips, your cookies, any other baked goods that we add into our pantries or, or refrigerator or whatever the case may be, none of that stuff is in the house. None of it. Five of the most unhealthy fast food options. Pizza. We all love pizza. I, I mean, I would like Friday nights or, or whatever the case like that. I mean, that's one of the fastest things too. you know, is pizza. Stop at your, your favorite pizzeria or, you know, have it ready when you get there. Call ahead and you, and you, and you pick up you pick up whatever type of pizza that you that you enjoy. And the average slice of pepperoni pizza contains about 680 milligrams of sodium, 12 grams of fat, including 5 grams of saturated fat, and 300 calories. But who eats just one slice? Three slices from a large pizza provides more than 2,000 milligrams of sodium, almost the daily limit for the average person in just one meal. Burgers and fries, a typical double cheeseburger and large fries provides about 1,200 calories and up to 1,700 milligrams of sodium. And you make it a combo with a large soda, soda you'll top that 1,500 calories. And when we get into the cold cuts, we go to our favorite subplace. 
Lunch meat tends to be loaded with sodium, saturated fat. The, the, uh, the, uh, the carcinogenic uh, agents called nitrates and nitrates, which are known to increase the risk of certain cancers. Three ounces of processed deli meat can pack up to 1300 milligrams of sodium, even before you add the cheese, condiments, bread, and the chips. A hot dog. Well, we all love that too. The ballpark dog going to the baseball game. Or maybe a hockey game and, and you have a hot dog. And that typical uh, Frankfurter without condiments contains more than half of your daily recommended saturated fat intake at 33% of your sodium intake. And if you usually eat two hot dogs, it would be close to your, to, to your day's element of saturated fat and sodium. Fried chicken. Oh, Kentucky fried chicken, probably the most famous chicken fast food restaurant out there. Just one fried chicken breast from your favorite chicken place packed 500 or more calories, 30, 34 grams of fat, 1200 plus milligrams of sodium. Now, what about making your healthier fast food choices, making healthier fast food choices? I mean, is there really such a thing? You know, whatever I just told you here, is there really such a thing as, as a healthier fast food choices? It's actually possible to eat fast food without sabotaging your, your, your healthy diet, but it requires a little legwork. Looking for meals with lean proteins, veggies and fiber and avoid anything supersized. And we all can make that informed choice by doing research to find out the new, uh, the, the nutritional content of a particular fast food item. And all the major restaurants should have that information online or able to hand it to you in the restaurant if you ask. Well, I guess depending on what kind of restaurant you're going to. If you're going to continue to go to Wendy's, you're going to continue to go. I mean, they do offer plant-based burgers. I mean, if you, if you partake in, 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 in doing that, sure, there's all kinds of other choices. I myself has tried um, plant-based burgers. And they're actually pretty good. Now,
Good carbs, bad carbs. Whole versus refined carbs. Many different types of carbohydrates contain, uh, containing foods that can vary in their health effects. Carbs are sometimes referred as simple versus complex or whole versus refined. And whole carbs are, are, are minimally processed and contain the fiber found naturally in the food, while refined carbs have been processed more and, and have had that, that natural fiber removed or changed. Examples of whole carbs include vegetables, barley, a couple examples, you know, potatoes. I like sweet potatoes more than I like, you know, the white potatoes or whatever like that. Whole grains and oats and beans. And the refined carbs, sugar, sweetened beverages, white bread, pastries, other items made with flour. Which I do not have white bread in my diet. I do not have pastries in my diet. I don't have uh, sugar sweetened uh, beverages. You know, I do not go to the grocery store and pick up a case of pop. The refined carbohydrates tend to cause spikes in your blood sugar levels, which can lead to a substantial crash that can trigger hunger and lead to food cravings. That's why you can sit down and you can eat six donuts. That's why you can sit down and you can eat a bag of chips and not even think about it. And then you look into the bottom of the bag of the chips, they're all gone. And, you, and you're not even, and you're not even full. You know, and, and so what they're called, so in other words, you know, when you're doing that, these are all empty calories. And the added sugars, which should be limited as diets high in added sugars are linked to the increased risk of many different chronic diseases and especially type 2 diabetes. Whole carbs should be part of a balanced diet. Whole food sources of carbohydrates are loaded with nutrients and fiber and don't cause the spikes and the dips in your blood sugar levels. And there's been numerous studies, studies done on high fiber carbohydrates, including vegetables, fruits, and whole grains. So that eating them is linked to improve your health and lower the risk of disease. Now in the mornings, <clears throat> um, I don't eat like right away when I, when I, when I get up. You know, and uh, generally, I'll, I'll take a piece of fruit with me. 
along the way to work or whatever like that. But, you know, generally, on, you know, on the weekends, you know, I won't have anything. Like, I don't eat after 8 o'clock. And, and generally, that's when, you know, that's when we, we get into that habit of, of eating these empty carbs. Or you're feeling hungry and you want that quick fix. So uh, either you're going to go on Uber Eats and order your, your, your favorite fast food or, you, or you're going to go pick it up yourself. You're going to order pizza because the game is still on. I don't eat after 8 o'clock at all. So, and when I do, you know, it, it, it will be, uh, you know, a piece of fruit or something. And then like on weekends, um, I, I will have um, oatmeal. So, um, and I would put um, little blueberries on the, on the oatmeal. No sugar. People love to put brown sugar on their oatmeal or, 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 the, or the white sugar or whatever the case like that. No sugar at all. Add some blueberries, you know, doesn't have to be blueberries. It could be strawberries or, or the blackberries or, or whatever. You know, even maybe a little bit of, of banana or, or something on your, uh, on your oatmeal. Now, not all carbs are created equal. Refined carbs are linked to obesity and other diseases. But whole carbo uh, carbohydrates, which are minimally processed, have many health benefits. Now, a low-carb diet conundrum. No discussion about carbs is complete without mentioning low-carb diets. So these types of diets restrict carbohydrates while allowing plenty of proteins and fat. So there are, there are studies out there that include that low-carb diets can help you lose weight. Research tends to focus on these who have obesity and are type 2 diabetes. Some of these studies show that low-carb diets can improve weight loss and lead to improvements in various health markers, including that HDL, good cholesterol, blood sugar, blood pressure, and others compared to when the standard low-fat diet. Now, carbs, you know, the refined carbs or, or the other carbohydrates that we eat, carbs are not the cause of obesity. Though limiting your carbs can lead to weight loss, it doesn't mean that eating carbs in and of, of itself is which has caused weight gain in the first place. 
It's true that added sugars and refined carbs are linked to the increased chances of developing obesity. The same is not true for fiber-rich whole food source, sources of carbohydrates. It's how much of the other stuff that you are eating. You know, like all the, like you go to the grocery store and all these processed foods, you know, you, you, you pick up um, um, fish sticks, uh, you pick up chicken fingers, uh, you pick up chicken nuggets. These are all processed. High in sodium. No nutritional value, very little. And it's really unfortunate though, too. I mean, look at the, I mean, look at the prices of food today. How much things have increased. Families out there struggling to put food on their tables and they're going to go after these sort of foods that are high in, in saturated fats. And sodium. It's going to fill you quick. So, you know, many people following a low carb diet claim that carbs are not an essential nutrient. And, they, and this may be true to an extent, but there's also critical components of the balanced diet. So believe that the brain doesn't need the recommended 130 grams of carbohydrates per day. Well, some areas of the brain can, can use uh, the, 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 uh, the ketones. The brain relies on a carbohydrates to provide its fuel. And the nutrition carb containing foods such as vegetables and fruits provide <clears throat> offer a variety of healthy benefits. So, yeah, I mean, even when it like, you know, when it comes to eating meat, you know, red meat, you know, white meat, such as chicken and pork, you know, eating fish uh, and stuff like that. Um, doing a variety throughout the week. Um, try if you can, it's, you know, try if you can stay away from the refined carbs as much as you possibly can. I know we love our sweets. I know we like to get those things into our bodies, you know, they, they obviously, you know, they, they, <clears throat> they, they taste, <clears throat> they taste great, but these refined carbs, um, aren't, they're just, they're not doing you any favors.
Now, I did a little research, too, about, um, about red meat. Is red, is red meat bad for you? It depends. Health benefits and consequences often boil down to what type of red meat you're eating, how often, and how much. Choosing white meat or, or, or vegetarian options are your best bets for living an overall healthy lifestyle. So what is considered red meat? Meats are categorized by either white or red based on the amount of the, uh, the, uh, the mild uh, uh, globin found in the animal's muscles. Myoglobin is a protein found in meat that produces a red color when it is exposed to oxygen. So red meat is the meat of, of, the, of the mammals that include the livestock category, which is pork, lamb, veal, and beef. What's the healthiest red meat? Well, the evidence shows that red meat and processed meats such as bacon and sausage are not good for your health. Anytime you choose to have red meat, it should be the leanest cut you can find and you should limit the amount. I mean, how many people out there eat steak every single night? I couldn't, I mean, wouldn't you just get, wouldn't you just get sick of it? Having a steak every single day, but it's not a good idea. Well, so when it comes, so when it comes to pork, choose the lean options of pork, such as pork loin, tenderloin, or the center cut chops. Cut any viable fat off the pork. Avoid items such as sausage and bacon. And when it comes to your steak, choose a leaner cuts of steak, such as a flank, round, sirloin, tenderloin, the ball tip. And these cuts usually have less calories and fat, more protein than some of the other options. And, and cut any viable fat off the steak. And how often should you eat it? This is the, this is, this is the, the million dollar question. How often should you eat red meat? Try to limit your red meat consumption to one to two servings per week, which is about six ounces or less per week. If you have heart disease or high cholesterol, the recommendations is to limit red meat to less than to or equal to three ounces per week. Or you just cut it out altogether. There's other choices. Are there any health benefits to red meat? Well, it has many vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients that your body needs, obviously. Meat can be a good source of protein, uh, B vitamins, iron, and zinc. Are there any health benefits of not eating red meat? Well, that all depends. I mean, you, you want a plant-based diet that includes lots of fruits, vegetables, grains, 
and nuts is ideal, like the Mediterranean diet. You can also include fish and other white meats. People don't eat red meat or, or, or um, greatly limited and generally uh, consume for calories, less fat, have a lower risk of heart disease and death. So, you, you know, have your six ounce steak or your three ounce steak once or twice a week. Why is eating red meat or too much of it? Okay, they're not saying don't eat it. They're saying don't eat a lot of it. If you're that steak guy that you got to have it four or five times a week, potentially cancer-causing categories, uh, processed meats at level one uh, of the of the uh, um, the carcinogens, placing them into the same category as cigarettes and alcohol. The organization categorized red meat as level two A. The report looked at the rates of, of the colon cancer and found that eating the equivalent of two slices of bacon per day increased the absolute risk of developing colon cancer by 1%. And on the other hand, a diet rich in fiber, fruits, and vegetables have been associated with reduction in risk of the development of colon cancer. Cardiovascular health. Data shows time and time again that red meat is linked with high cholesterol and in turn increases the risk of cardiovascular disease such as heart attacks, strokes. Consumption of less red meat is associated with decreased rates of obesity in both children and adults. And of course the high cost. Now, if you want to, I mean, it's, I mean, like everything that we eat, you know, it's entirely up to you. Your health is on you. Five ways to cut back on eating red meat, embrace meatless Mondays. If you currently eat meat daily, choose one day per week to cook a vegetarian meal. That is, you know, there is a national movement to eat vegetarian on Mondays. Never heard of it. I didn't know that. I guess we'll start a vegetarian Monday. But if other days work for you, your family, choose that day instead. Start cooking with seafood. Cook fish or other seafood one night per week. Swap red for white. This skinless chicken. You don't have to put 
hamburger and spaghetti sauce. You can cut up some turkey, chicken instead. And of course, these white meat options work work great in dishes such as tacos and chili. And put veggies on display. Put vegetables on the red carpet. And of course, salads too. I mean, there's so many different types of, of, of greens out there for salads. You know, um, still with salad dressings, I mean, you know, read the labels when it, when it comes to, you know, sugar, you know, is added in those dressings. Maybe put a little bit of oil on, on your salad, just tiny, tiny little bit. You should have you should have a salad every single every single day, and your vegetables. You can you know you can have think think of a cup, think of one cup. At least try to a couple of vegetables every single day, and that's broccoli, that's carrots, that's cauliflower. Carrots, peas, not the sweet peas. There's a lot of things that we can do in our diets and the consumptions of what we're eating. I prefer... You know, I was out last night. We went to a hockey game last night. And um, it was at a local sports bar. And it's a good place. They have really good food. And that their their, their, their hamburgers are a uh, um, lean, lean ground beef. And of course, you can have your you can have your choice of French fries, or you can, or you can have your choice of mashed potatoes, or you can have your choice of salad, or vegetables, or whatever the case may be. Going to, going to Wendy's and Burger King, um, and McDonald's is not on my menu. You know, by cutting, you know, I cut out, I mean, you're gonna get, you're gonna get your natural sugars from things anyways. You're gonna get natural uh, sugars from fruit. But you don't need that added sugar. You don't need those donuts. You don't need those pastries. You don't need those those, those those cookies. 
so like I said, you know, so I'll have a cup of coffee in the morning, <clears throat> a little bit of cream and one sugar. I'm drinking a tea right now. It's black, no sugar. I'll have my oatmeal in a little bit and I'll probably put some blueberries on top. No other added sugars. Nothing. It took me, it took me a while. I mean, we get, <clears throat> we'll get over the cravings. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a big guy. I'm five foot five. Um, I was up probably 145 pounds, 148 pounds. You know, and over probably a seven month period uh, of cutting out these, these refined, these refined sugars and these refined carbs, whatever the case may be, you know, I, I, I lost 10 pounds. And that's all up front. So some people call it the, the, the beer belly. And that's all up front. You know, to drop, to drop 10 pounds over a period of time of cutting out of all these refined sugars, all this, all this junk food, all that stuff, cutting that out of my diet. Now, the other problem that I have is that, okay, I'm doing all these things. I cut all this stuff out, you know, uh, I'm, uh, I'm eating healthier. I cut back my, my alcohol consumption. You know, I had one beer last night before the game. I didn't have any beer during the game. So the last time I had any alcohol was Super Bowl Sunday and I only had two beers that entire game. So cutting back on, you know, cu cutting back on alcohol intake. But here's my other problem. I smoke. Trying really hard to quit. Cutting back. Should I be going, should I be doing, going um, cold turkey? Limiting how many I maybe smoke a day. You know, maybe choosing the nicotine gum. Or maybe choosing the, uh, the patch. You know, and then maybe looking at other options out there um, to to help to help myself quit smoking. You know, I'm I, I, I'm sixty. I got a quarter of my life left. So if I want to live to be, you know, the average bale, you know, lives to be, to be 79, 79.8 years of age. I mean, 
you know, rounding off to to eighty. And, you know, I, I mean, I ask myself, you know, you know, and I, and I say self, okay, you know, you're not eating all this junk food. You're not eating all this refined crap. You know, you're eating healthier. You, you've really, I, I mean, really uh, knocking down the consumption of alcohol because I didn't drink throughout the week during the weekdays. You know, I got, I got to get up early in the morning between 5 and 5.30, Monday to Friday, to go to work. I'm certainly not going to feel like shit and hungover. So what would I do when the weekend rolled around? I would binge drink. And that's three or more drinks. And in the evening, we'd go down to our favorite pub or, or favorite bar or sports bar, whatever the case may be, and I'd have eight or nine beers. And that's, you know, they're talking when it comes to alcohol. I mean, they're talking about, you know, having, you know, uh, one or two beers a week. Only one to two beers a week. And the studies have, 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 have come out that, you know, alcohol does cause certain cancers. Here, here in Ontario and across Canada, they, they've been talking about wanting to put warning labels on alcohol. As we put the, the, the warning labels on cigarettes and graphic labels on cigarettes. No amount of, no amount of uh, alcohol is good. So I had you know, so I had a beer last night with my meal. That's it for the week for me. And and and, and, and besides, you know, here, you know, here in Canada, the, the like the beer prices vary from from province to province, and, and it seems to me here in Ontario, Canada, the large the largest province uh, of Canada, the most populated province uh, of Canada. You you go buy uh, a case of beer, and it's nearly sixty dollars. And if you're the type of person that likes to drink three, four beers a day, you're going to be forking out 60 bucks a week just on alcohol. And, and, and besides, it might not just be beer. You go to the liquor store and buy your favorite rum or, 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 your, or, or your spritz or, or whatever you're going to buy on top of that.
you know, cigarettes are costly too. You know, for a large pack of cigarettes, it's, it's $16. You know, alcohol, tobacco, gasoline, you know, are the highest tax. So it looks like to me, you know, for me, the last bad habit to cut out is smoking. It's a terrible addiction. It really is. You know, it, it used to be, it used to be the thing to do decades ago. You could smoke in any public building you wanted to. It didn't matter. Restaurants, wherever. Now it's shunned upon. Can't smoke in any public building. Nowhere. They even have um, areas where you can actually to be a certain distance away from the front entrance of any public building. You cannot smoke around playgrounds. Some beaches don't allow smoking on the beach. You have to walk out in a parking lot. So why do I continue to smoke? Why, why do I do it? Stress, anxiety. Every life isn't horrible. Something I got to work on. I mean, if I, I mean, really, I mean, considering how much uh, of that of those bad foods that I no longer digest, that I, t I don't eat them, I, I just don't. To, to get over those cravings. But the nicotine craving is just more powerful than fighting off a donut or a candy bar. That became easy over time. You know, I go to bed and I go go to bed at night like everybody else. You know, I, I average, you know, probably seven hours a night of sleep. I'm sleeping. I'm not smoking. Obviously, I don't wake up in the middle of the night to go downstairs and, do, and go outside and have a cigarette. So there's seven hours that I wasn't smoking. So why the hell do I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is pour myself a cup of coffee or I go out to my to to Tim Hortons and, and get a coffee and, and have a cigarette. 
after seven hours of not even smoking because I'm sleeping. So if I've gone those seven hours, why can't I go another seven hours? You know, is there something in, in the brain that turns on when I wake up and say, oh, Doug, cigarette time. You've had your break. You've had your seven hour break of cigarette time right now. Something that I am going to work on, you know, because you know what? I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. I don't, I don't want to come out here and, and talk about, you know, our, our diets and our healthy eating. And what's, and, and what's distributing to the heart disease and, and cancers. You know, when, when, when smoking is, is, is probably besides alcohol is the worst thing that you're going to do to yourself. It's going to do to your body. Smoking affects every single organ. So I really got to quit. I really do. You know, then I think to myself, should I pick a timeline? Should I pick a date? You know, Say a week from now, give myself that, that time. Or should I do it like midweek? Or should I just totally forget about a time frame? You know, why should I? Why should I set myself up for failure? Do it on my own terms. You know, it's just like, you know, getting off all the donuts and chips and pastry and stuff like that. It wasn't sudden. You know, I had, you know, you just say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to have this today. I'm not going to have that today or whatever the case may be. And it just, it just went that way. Eventually it just, boom. No. I would generally almost smoke a pack a day. That's horrible. I'm going to have to figure it out. And for, for, for people out there who have quit smoking, I mean, they, they whatever methods they use or whatever methods they work for them, you know, may not work for everybody, right? Maybe the patch won't work for me. You know, maybe the, 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 the nicotine gum won't work for me. You know, I don't know because, you know, and, and by saying that, you know, I haven't tried it. So maybe it's something I should, 
I, I should give it a go. Walk down, go down to the pharmacy down the street and go up to the pharmacist and say, look, you know what? I want to quit smoking. You know, what are the methods do you have here? And where do I start? Because I want to really quit that. I, I want to kick the habit. I really do. And thinking that way too is 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 a to me is a first step. Like it's nine ten in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, and I've had one cigarette, and that was at seven o'clock in the morning. So two hours now, I haven't had a cigarette. I came up here upstairs fired up the laptop, doing other research, you know, about diets and, and, and healthy eating and, and things like that and getting the show ready. Am I craving it? Yeah, I have, absolutely I'm craving it. Maybe just take it hour by hour, I guess. Something. Something's got to work. You know, something's got to work to shut that craving off. Just like we shut the craving off of all those all those refined uh, carbo- carbohydrates. All that stuff is, you know, has, has been, you know, cut out of my diet. just by cutting back and and then not having them at all. So hopefully like I'm going to do, I'm going to do another show tonight, you know, because weekends I can't, I I try, I believe me, I tried doing a show shows throughout the week and I would set the show up the, 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 the day before and I would look at my itinerary for the day for work. I'm thinking, okay, this isn't half bad. I can get back in time for this and uh, everything else like that. <laughs> Didn't happen. And then, you know, people, you know, like like you guys out there, you know, who follow me and stuff like that and say, oh, Trucker's got a show coming up Tuesday night or whatever like that. And then it doesn't happen. So I will be doing another show tonight and Sunday morning. I had, I had, um, I had the week off, um, but that's, that's, um, personal reasons why I had the week off and that, and I'm it's still going on. I'm a little eerie about going back, um, on Monday. Um, but, um, uh, I can't just. I can't just sit around and worry about what's coming next. So I got to do other things, you know, um, but yeah, like I said, I'm going to do a show tonight, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, 
try to get in as many shows as I possibly can on the weekend. Right. And then hopefully, and then maybe hopefully, you know, next week I, I, I can tell you, I can tell you that, Hey, look, you know what? I got, I, I got down to a half a pack, you know, or, or, you know, hopefully I can, you know, tell you that, you know, I cut smoking out altogether. You know, it's probably going to be one or the other. You know, and I hope it is the latter. I hope it is the latter that, hey, you know what? I was able to kick the habit. That's my goal. So thank you for joining me this, uh, this morning here, Saturday the 25th of February. Still a little bit of snow coming down. Oh, well, is what it is. Spring's almost here. So, like I said, thank you for coming out and joining me. And uh, I'll be back out here tonight. Um... 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll talk about, um, about more healthy stuff. Yeah, I think talking about more healthy stuff and stuff like that is going to, is really going to send me in that, in that direction of um, kicking the habit of, of smoking. I think that might even help too. But I can have a show. Matter of fact, I can have a show about smoking tonight at 9.30 p.m. So if you can join me, that'd be great. If you can't, I understand. But until then, enjoy your weekend. And thank you for coming out here and joining me. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Canada. Thank you.